0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations with My Black Grandpa. We are back with episode five, and our topic is such a great and relevant topic for us to discuss in this day and age. Hopefully, it can spark some conversations between you and your loved ones to have as well. Also, just to let you guys know, for those who are willing to invest in what we do and our efforts, note that you can cash up us at $CWMBG for Conversations With My Black Grandpa on Cash App. We currently do not have any other method or medium for you guys to donate or um, bless us as of right now, but if you feel led to and that's what you have, feel free to do it. But that's about it, and I won't hold you guys any longer. Here's to another conversation with my black grandpa. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Conversations With My Black Grandpa we are in March's episode, which is episode five. How are you today, Granddaddy?
1: I'm doing just fine, Brian. How's How life about been you? for
0: you? I've been okay. School's been okay. I just took my SAT and I got a pretty good score, but I have to improve on it.
1: Is it one of those scores you don't want to tell?
0: No, it's not bad. It was in 1140, but I'm trying to get back I'm trying to go up to around the 1200s so I can receive a scholarship from my state.
1: I got you. Well, I feel like you can do it.
0: In Jesus' name, I will. But how's life been for you, Granddaddy? I'm
1: having a good time.
0: Mm -hmm. I heard you got uh, back from a trip.
1: Well, actually, you see, instead of going on the trip, I picked up Trash.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I spent about four, about five and a half hours picking up trash. Mm hmm. Had piles and piles of trash. I said, You don't have to have trash unless you just let it stay on the ground. So I pick it up.
0: Mm hmm. Well, and... for today's conversation, um, we are going to be talking about using our creativity for our people's advancement. And by our, I mean African-Americans or Black people within America. And when I mean creativity, I mean music, stories, books, movies, poetry, art, any type of creative medium that we may be using. But for my first question for you today, Granddaddy, is in terms of music. As Black people in America and all over the world, we are known for the music we create. However, the music doesn't always have a kind of like positive narrative or a narrative that really helps um, Black people or our people. So in what ways do you think it has negatively affected us as a community, as a whole in like our actions?
1: Well, I tell you, around the later, last part of 1970s, early part of 1980s, There were some people who had an idea. They wanted to know how they could get more prisoners in prison. And someone came up with a brilliant idea was to take money and put it into the music that had prison mentality. They call it gangster rap music. Gangster rap music was using a lot of profanity and self-incriminating language, uh, words that are insulting to yourself and each other. And it has a violent nature to it. And they made those artists wealthy who were producing that kind of music so that if you are becoming a rapper, you got to be a real a person who has a lot of negative stuff in your language, in your lyrics. And so the money began to feed the people who were producing the negative language mm-hmm. and the negative language began to produce negative behavior and the negative behavior began to create crime. And the prisons began to fill up with prisoners. And so this became a market for negative music is that it created money for the rappers and the musicians. And then it created more prisoners for the prison system. And so it got to become a very good business to promote negative music and people who want to do positive music say you can't make no money doing that and so they did it like that they chased after the money and they had to do negative stuff so this in this country now I don't know how it affects people in other countries but in this country it filled up the prisons and uh made a lot of young people get into violent behavior. I have a uh, question. question. Okay, go ahead. Where
0: did where did the people who said who wanted to fill up prisons, where did they get the idea to use music as a way to do that?
1: That is kind of a secret. (laughs) Uh, Because even the person who spilled the beans and told about this was so afraid that they would not identify themselves Mm. but they said they were in the meeting in california but it was kind of like if they knew who i was they would kill me Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a underhanded situation
0: Are you able to share um, where you got that information from? Was it a book, a video, a website? It was a video
1: of a person, Mm -hmm. but the video was like not, they couldn't identify themselves. But however, I did see a video of a Jewish guy who said that he was the father of gangster rap. And that he financed it, mm-hmm. and I forgot his name, but his name is easy to to retrieve uh he um and he says he he took the credit for being the financing person for Gangsta rap.
0: Mhm- I heard I of- would have to
1: search his name
0: it's, it's okay. We can always provide it in a link or something later, but I think that's really interesting how some of the more popular uh, black musicians or artists or like black music have been popularized by white financers. Mm -hmm. Because I also know a lot of, I feel like a lot of those people who have chosen that route ended up choosing narratives or making decisions that was at a cost of being beneficial to the black community or was beneficial to them in a really big way, but to like a lot of communities and younger people in a not so big way. And I just think that's really interesting.
1: Um, yeah, I think um, when people want to do harm to a group of people, they would find people who they could pay and that pay is used to compensate people to do things that benefit them personally, financially, but it hurts the people that they represent Mm -hmm. and they don't think of it that way. So
0: it really, uh, allows me to appreciate, um, More of those like black businesses or um black uh, organizations or entities that are founded by black people and built up by black people who also use it as um, a way to benefit the black community. With that being said, because for me, that's one way black people can use their musical influence or their talents to bring progression and change to us as a community. But what are some other ways that you think it can be done in order to use any of our mediums of creativity for change?
1: Well, now, of course, creativity is is not just art. Creativity mm-hmm. is coming up with ideas to alleviate whatever you, whatever change you want to make happen, mm-hmm. and being creative is what folk call thinking outside the box. So people who invent things are creative. And people who come up with um, procedures and approaches to dealing with a problem, they are creative. Um, So if we thought about the basis of a lot of our issues, I would say that the first thing you have to think about when anyone is out to hurt you, Is make sure you don't help them do it. <clears throat> you see, when you help people hurt you, that means you are part of the people who are hurting you. So uh for example, if I use derogatory language to describe myself, I don't need anybody else to do it because I'm doing it for my I'm doing it to myself. If I do it to Describe other black people, I'm using derogatory language to describe other black people, then I am harming myself by harming the other black people. And other people don't have to do it because I'm doing it myself. If I have low expectations and all that. So the idea here is we have to start by raising the value of ourselves, our black people, and ourselves as individuals raising our value by making us matter now i don't i, I mean this, the phrase black lives matter is half of a statement because i like to think of the complete statement being black lives matter to me because mm-hmm. now i have personalized who it matters to and if it matters to me and i get two or three more people i can say black lives matter to us uh so that it becomes something I can handle. But just throwing the word out Black Lives Matter, it doesn't make any sense until you say who does it matter to or who who matter, who does it matter for. So we have to have a sense of taking ownership mm-hmm. and taking responsibility for how we feel about ourselves and how we respond to ourselves. And to me, this is one of the greatest opportunities for creativity is creating ways to show that we value being black, that we value being black. The melanin in our skin is good stuff, keeps to protect you from the sun. It makes you look pretty and all kind of things. Other folk risk skin cancer, trying to get some melanin in their skin we got it already in our skin so we can feel good about that Uh we can feel good about the fact that we can solve a lot of our problems by simply working together mm-hmm. it's not like we need somebody over yonder to do it it's just a matter that we have to do it together we have to not be competitive not be jealous not have envious attitudes and uh, to value each other, so we feel good about your success. Like when you succeed, I feel good. And creating the "we," you see, around 1968, when Dr. King got killed, there was some changes in the philosophy. The "we shall overcome" was kind of put aside, and it kind of got to be every man for himself. And when every man for himself, then I mean, I get mine, you get yours. So creativity would be good to become able to coagulate the concept that we can overcome our self hatred. We can overcome our self inflicted pain. Don't worry too much about what other folk do. Think about what can we do to help each other? Because that really, it makes the difference. How Thank other you. people feel is, their business, but how we feel about ourselves and how you feel about the person in the mirror. Now, I think, uh, what is his name? Michael Jackson Mm -hmm. had a song called the man in the mirror. And so he made a song (laughs) that talked about, I'm talking to the man in the mirror. I want to see if he can change his ways. Well, actually That's kind of (laughs) important. We really need to deal with how we feel about the person we're looking at in the mirror. Yeah. And we can make all kinds of um, creative productions based on our ability to love the person in the mirror and to love people who look like the person in the mirror. And you say, I said, said, do you know that when you say negative things about black people, do you know that it's not any true? It's not not any more true than saying good things about. In other words, saying negative things about black people is a habit. It's not based on facts. Mm. It's just a habit. And if you undo the habit, you say, well, I can't tell a lie. I said, hold on, hold on. What you making? You can tell the truth, can't you? I said, your mama's nice, your daddy's nice, your sisters and brothers are nice, And those black people? So you can say good things about them, right? So you can say good things about black people. And if you don't know 400, no, you don't know 44 million black people, then you got a whole lot of folks you don't know. So you can't mm-hmm. say bad things about folks you don't even know. So say good things about them. So uh, 44 million black people can't be bad. We got to say the good things about them. Okay. Uh, so it yeah. <clears throat> oh, oh, term, terms of creativity. I say it, it starts with the man or the person in the mirror.
0: Definitely. I would also like to point out, you made a really good point about how with the black lives matter um, slogan, I feel like a lot of people, push that slogan around in a way where they're trying to convince somebody else that Black Lives Matter in a way. Like when people say like, oh, Black Lives Matter, it's like they're saying it to someone else to try Mm -hmm. and like persuade Mm -hmm. them. Or when people try like bashing um, the movement, saying Black Lives Matter, well, everybody's lives matter. And it's like, they try to make it some type of debate. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be more effective To say Black Lives Matter to me or Black Lives Matter to us to show that it doesn't matter what you think about Black people as long as we know in ourselves that we are enough, that we are beautiful, that we are strong, that we are smart. All the things that some people may have spent their entire lives, who have spent all of their efforts building up systems to do, have spent millions millions of dollars to persuade us into thinking that we aren't enough, we aren't smart. We're just Mm -hmm, drug dealers. mm -hmm. We're just prostitutes. We're just um, people who don't go to college or don't care about college, things like that, who don't care about financial freedom, about wealth and stuff like that. But I do think that what we lack right now as a people is being able to use our balance to improve ourselves or like not really to gatekeep us some people might say or like try to keep it all to ourselves like no one else can use it but because it's been used to persuade other people or been used to entertain other people for so long we've had no time to kind of enjoy it for ourselves without being forced to enjoy it for ourselves you know what i mean
1: i think you know you're I mean? you saying that we we spend too much time trying to convince other people mm-hmm. when actually we need to be enjoying ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel That's like we never an... had time to do that because yes, of slavery, because we had to use our talents and, you know, our music as a, like coping mechanisms during slavery, the amazing grace, I'll sweet the sound or um, wade in the water. Like a lot of our songs in the, or creativity of the art that we do based was based off of the pain that we went through mm-hmm. and not based off of the joy that we could have had, so I mm-hmm. feel like we should be allowing ourselves to get to have that time because as soon as we got out of slavery and as soon as we started, you know the civil rights movement happened and we had a lot more freedoms, now we don't now that was our time to enjoy our. Creativity, enjoy our art, enjoy our um, ideas, but then they decided to you to say no. We have an idea for you, and you can put this narrative upon your people now, kind of thing. You know,
1: I I think that is important to recognize that we have listened to our oppressors a lot, Mm -hmm. and and we have come up with a way to divide ourselves from each other. And I don't know, it seems like there's some sense of guilt when you care about what's good for black people. And they, they get the idea that there's something wrong with caring about black people. Well, you're not supposed to just care about black people, uh, just black people. You got to care about everybody. I said, no,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's not any more right to care about my people as it is for anybody else to care about theirs. And so I think that the guilt that we get from caring about black people is a false guilt. It's it's a way to keep us from doing what is right. Mm -hmm. You should care about black people and you should focus on what's good for black people. In every situation, do you know that what's good for black people is good for the whole country? Because if we were able to do all that's good for us, the whole country would be a better place. Yep. Because we have never looked for ways to subdue or to exploit or to connive any other group. We are some good people. The only time we've done some damage, basically, is to ourselves. Yeah. So if we didn't do hardship and damage to ourselves, we would be prospering. However, our prosperity has been seen as a threat Mm. in the country. So that I didn't realize this until I saw the Reggie Jackson story. He's a baseball player. And um, he had the money to buy a team called the Brooklyn Dodgers. But they refused to sell it to him. Mm. They said he was not a good fit, whatever that meant.
0: Whatever that meant.
1: And, of course, you know, at one time, Bill Cosby tried to buy NBC, and they would not sell it to him. And you would find then that there are rules and policies in the country that still feel threatened when we begin to make a certain amount of success if the country feels threatened. Um, so that they have to look for ways to keep us from being too prosperous and too successful and find ways to break it down. So I'm thinking that if we do what's good for black people, That's going to be the best thing this country could have. Because we're the people who hold the country up. Mm -hmm. We're the ones who build the country up. We're the ones that the country is is wealthy because of us. We produce the cotton. We produce the products. We did the work and had the skills.
0: We can never own the business, though.
1: No, did the work not own the business. Right. So we are the ones who help to make the country what it is. And uh, of course, uh, if we were given, you know, not given, but if we had our opportunities to do all we knew we can do for ourselves, we would be, a, you know, the country would be a, a much stronger country than it is now. I would say that one of the most crippling habits that has hurt our creativity is that we became less and less involved in reading and Mm self-education. And we don't have to wait till somebody assign a book to you to read. You can go online and get books and read, but we should become more and more involved in reading and learning about how to improve and how to make life better for the collective body of black people i don't care much about hearing about individual black success because that is old as the country we've Mm. always had black people who succeeded in this country individuals what i'm looking for is who is able to create a collective success where you are you're you're making it where the community is improved Mm -hmm. Uh, the people who are living within proximity of each other have a better life we have not done well in this recent in in the recent hundred years i say now in the late 1800s and early 1900s we did pretty good in that and of course we made a whole lot of white folk mad when we did yeah and we kind of stopped doing it but we need to go back to doing what we did then however our self-education needs to be stepped up we got to read about who we are read books that help us understand it ourselves and overcome the self-hatred. Stop looking at other people and realize that you are some pretty good folks. In fact, you are some geniuses. You just don't realize. You have a lot of ability. You just don't realize it. And you start need to start believing in yourself. And love that black skin that you got. And don't see it as a scourge or as a stigma. Love it. Love the melanin in your skin. And love the people around you who have melanin in their skin. And once you start loving the people and you start looking out what's good for them, and don't say this bad stuff about black folk. That's just a habit you were given to keep you in bondage. It's like a a mental chain wrapped around your mind. Get rid of the negative habits of bad-mouthing black people don't mad bad mouth black people at all because it's not true you can say bad things about anybody if you want to but don't say it about black people anymore that's a creative move you'll see a change immediately when you start bad-mouthing black people Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and start looking for all the great things you can like about about us, and the nice melanin in our skin—that's wonderful stuff.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great note that we can end off of for today. What do you think, Granddaddy?
1: Uh, I'll go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let me
0: ah uh, end. all right guys thank you so much for watching another episode of conversations with my black grandpa hopefully you either learned something remembered something or will do something based off of what you heard don't forget to follow us on instagram at again cwmbg and can't wait can't wait can't wait to see you guys in april (laughs) peace